Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Sermondo Talks. My name is Christina and my guest today is Anthony Cofrancesco, co-founder of Virtuous Graphics. Today I will ask him some things about his company, their services and his own entrepreneurial journey. So let's dive right in and say hello. So I'm here today with Anthony Francesco, who's the co-founder of Virtuous Graphics and based in the Philippines. And he takes the time today to answer some of my questions. Hi, Anthony. Glad to have you here. Hey, Christina. Thanks so much for having me. I've been excited to do this. I know it's been a little bit delayed. So thanks again for, for having me on. I'm excited too. So let's uh, just start in one sentence. What is Virtuous Graphics? So Virtuous Graphics, conversion optimization specialists, that's it. Which kind of services do you offer? So we do everything for your Amazon listing, your photos, video, copywriting, and graphic design. Um, our whole goal is just to show off your product in a better way so you get more buys. All right. And you're located in the Philippines, right? Um, how did that come? So how Virtuous Graphics started originally is my, my business partner, Eric, was selling on Amazon. And this was maybe about three years ago. He went on to Fiverr and Upwork to find people to shoot his own products and was kind of disappointed. He, he found that you could find a good photographer or a good designer, but it was hard to find someone who knew about Amazon terms of service and knew how to create things that were designed to sell a product. And so he started, um, he just hired two, two people full time to work on his own projects. And he was, you know, pretty tight in the Amazon community. So he'd show his photos to his friends and they'd say, Hey, that looks pretty good. Can I, uh, you know, can I subcontract out the, your workers? So they, he kind of turned it into a company at that point. And, you know, ever since we've always worked with, uh, a team that was largely based in the Philippines. Um, if any of you guys have VAs, right, you know, some, some of you probably worked with Filipinos. For some tasks, they're very effective, but where we found they're very, very effective was in, uh, in creative roles. So uh, that's, it was kind of uh, always good. And then for us being a, a United States company, um, the language barrier, being able to explain creative ideas was always really difficult to do if you're talking with someone who wasn't uh, speaking English, at least for us. And so we just always felt at home and it worked well in the Philippines. It's pretty handy that you're located in Asia, I guess, for a lot of clients because they don't have to ship their products like all around the world to, to get their images or product videos. Um, are you working with clients from all over the world? Yeah, especially over the last 12 months, we really have. Originally, our customer base was largely from the United States or Canada, but now I'd say probably a third of our customers are in Europe. And then we've also been making big pushes like Singapore is really large for us now, Taiwan, and then maybe eventually moving up into, into China, Japan. And how does the process of working with you look like? For example, I'm an Amazon seller, I need product images and I need a product video. And I uh, contact you guys on Sermondo or your website. How will it go from there? Yeah, it's super straightforward. After you order, pretty much what happens right away is we start our client intake process. So we'll give you the address where to ship your samples. And then while we're waiting for your samples to arrive, that's where we do the most of our work. It's actually doing the research. So we go read reviews. We run keyword research. We look at what can we find on the internet, news about this product, different images for inspiration. Um, 
So the goal is that by the time your products arrive, we can just start shooting. Now, in the while we're doing the research, after we've compiled it, rather, what we do is then we usually hop on the phone for like an onboarding call. And at that point, we kind of present you with what we found in the research. We try to get your ideas as well as, you know, who's your customer? What are the differentiators that you see in your product? And then we go through and, um, you know, then we actually shoot it. The shooting takes usually between two to three weeks, depending on what time of the year we're in. All right. And how does your pricing structure look like? Do you have like fixed packages or do you also make individual offers? So everything that we currently do for most sellers, for about 75% of our clients, it's all pricing is individual per product. And that's how the pricing works. Um, with some of the bigger sellers where they have just tremendous amounts of variations or they just have huge, huge amounts of product catalogs or storefronts, then we can get into more custom options. Um, the biggest question we get a lot too is how does the variation pricing work? Like what happens if I've got a product in, in one color and then you know nine other colors? And the answer to that is first is we, we charge full price for your first variation and then each extra variation is 50% off. But the other thing I'll say is for most products, if the only difference between your variations is color, there's usually not a need to go and shoot all of the lifestyle again or to completely re redo your A plus or EBC. Um, you really just need one thing that shows the, the, the majority of the product line. All right. And you have a pretty good standing in the community. Uh, we've met in Tel Aviv. You're at a lot of seller conferences. So I assume that you have a lot of clients and a lot of work to do. How many employees do you have to manage to fulfill every order? So right now we have, we just hired probably in the last two weeks, we hired about four or five more. So I think we're probably up to about 35 now. Oh. I think in the next two weeks, I won't be surprised if by the end of October, we'll be close to 40. Business has been really kind of taking off. And, and the, uh, since we've been going to so many conferences, we've been meeting a lot of people. And um, yeah, we've been really growing fast. Can you name three things that your clients would say about your work? So number one is I think they would say that we're really Amazon focused, right? It's not just about having an image that looks good. It's about having something that converts. And so when we really work with our clients and get it right, it has a, a real big impact on sales. Um, I think the, the next thing too would be just a kind of workability. The real cool thing about working with our team is that especially our Filipino team, they really are good at thinking outside of the box and they're very scrappy. And so one of the cool things about working with us is, you know, the team, when we're doing lifestyle shoots, everything's real. We go and bake cakes, we cut up the vegetables. Um, on top of that, our ability, our, we literally have someone in their job is literally just to iron things when we get <laughs> things that are like blankets or clothing items, just so it looks good in the shot. Um, you know, one of the cool things about being in the Philippines is the cost of everything is down here. And so also, so are the regulations. So certain things you can do from a creative standpoint are just well beyond what you'd be able to do anywhere else. Like we had a client a few weeks ago, they came to us and said, Hey, I have a product and I need it shot on a construction site in front of a crane. If you're in the U S or maybe in Germany, you'd have to get forms filled out. It'd be a nightmare. In the Philippines, you just hand the security guard $20 and they'll let you do whatever you want. Um, the, the last thing I'll say too, and this is, this is being honest because there's probably some people watching this that have heard, oh yeah, virtuous graphics. I hear their work is good, but I hear they're kind of slow. And so that's the last thing I'll say is, especially as of recently, I think last month we did two times as many orders that we ever have done. We're hiring to kind of cater to that. 
But you know, before we were telling clients, we're going to get your photos done in two weeks. Uh, now we've kind of pushed that back to three. We're trying to give clients a little bit more realistic expectations, especially as we get close to peak. So it's something we're working on, but we're not always the fastest. But when we get to the end, you're going to be really stoked about what you got. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think it's better if you take uh, a couple of days more and deliver like the highest quality than just delivering anything. All right, then, um, I mean, you're in, uh, in the creative uh, area of selling on Amazon, everything that has to do with uh, graphic design or photos or videos is always a bit difficult to work with clients because you have to meet their expectations and a lot of clients can't really communicate what they want. So what do you expect from your clients prior to starting the work? So the, the big thing is we, we do a lot of work and because we kind of see the same kind of things and we follow some pretty basic guidelines and templates for what we know works in terms of conversion, we tend to do a, a pretty good job at least when we send you the photo brief in the beginning, we pretty much show you here's what we're going to give you. Um, and we give you an explanation as to why we're doing it. And so we really avoid a lot of issues like that. Some clients obviously, you know, and this happens sometimes is we'll, we'll say, hey, here's the image that we're going to give you. And then we show them, here's the image we gave you. And then they come back and they say, okay, well, I know that's, that's not what I asked for, but can I get something a little different? But what we find is that as long as we are very clear in the upfront, clients are very reasonable to say, okay, I understand we have to do a reshoot, but that's on me. I'll pay a little bit more to get that done. But really, you know, the, the client process can be as interactive or as hands-off as you want. That's kind of how we pride ourselves. Like, you don't need to be creative. We're quite good at what we do. Um, but the other thing is, you know, you give us the information. We'll set the standards in the beginning. But the other part is that with all of our work, we give you three complimentary revisions. So, like, when we send you your first set of deliverables and we set a clear expectation from the beginning, it's not going to be perfect. Like, 80% of the time, we don't get it right, 100% right the first time. And so what we really encourage clients to do is during that revisions process, we want you to be really, really picky. We want you to say, I don't like that. I want you to change that. Because kind of how we go from a good image to like an amazing image are all about like the small kind of marginal changes that we make. All right. And what if a client is really upset about the result? I don't know if that ever happened to you, but how do you... Um, manage such a situation when a client comes and says, yeah, I'm not happy with your work, even after three revisions? Yeah, I think that maybe like two years ago, that was a little bit more common. Um, when I first started working with Virtuous Graphics, the, one of the first things that we did was we brought on creative directors for each of our four departments. And these guys are like, guys and girls rather, are, uh, they're, they're subject matter experts in what they do. They've got more than 20 years experience in graphics and video and photo. So they, before the client is ever going to say, hey, this is awful, the creative director is going to kick it back to their team and they're going to say, hey, this doesn't look good. And so, yeah, for certain, sometimes I think maybe about less than 5% of the orders we do in a month, we just don't get it right. And so in that case, you know, we can either provide you with a refund, but even if we, I mean, most times we don't actually end up doing the refund because we can, we can usually fix most, most of everything with very, very few exceptions. Um, but, you know, we tell you three complimentary revisions. Like if you're not happy, then just let us know. But the other thing too is we'll get, we'll get into, I won't call it disagreements, but we'll get into points with the customer where they say, hey, I think this is really good. And we say, well, we actually think this is good and this is why. And if we don't agree on it, a really simple way to settle the disagreement is there's a great program called PickFu. Uh, we met these guys at Prosper Show. We use their product all the time for what it allows you to do is you can test 
your images, you can test copy, and essentially it shows it to a test group of different Amazon Prime customers. And they don't only vote on the which they like better, they actually give you feedback as to why they like it. So if we're ever in a big disagreement with a client, we just say, hey, let's, let's so most of the time we'll just pay for it. Hey, or split it with the client. Let's just put this on PicFu. And what happens a lot of the time is either one side is, this is definitely the way to go, or what happens sometimes is it's pretty split, but then based on the feedback, we're actually able to go and take that to create an even better image. So at the end of the day, all the, I'd say uh, what we love about working with Amazon sellers is everyone is so reasonable. And I, we've had very, very few clients that if you're like, hey, you might not like this, we might not like this, but let's figure out a way. Our goal at the end of the day is like, we wanna help you make more money. We don't wanna be difficult because if you're not happy, you're not gonna launch your other products with us. So it's it's not really a good strategy for us not to, not to try to work with you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, um, then I'm already at my uh, personal questions. How do you know Eric and why did you start working for Virtuous Graphics? Yeah, so I, I met Eric the very first time uh, back when I was, back before I dropped out rather of the University of Florida. Uh, Eric and I were both in college together. Eric was the president of the uh, University of Florida Entrepreneurship Club. And I had never gone to a meeting, but I was part of the Facebook page and I see one day someone posts and they say, hey, we got free tickets to the Lean Startup Conference, Eric Rise in San Francisco. Um, it's like five days away, does anyone wanna go? And back then I was really into travel hacking with like points and miles. And so I had a bunch of airline miles and I thought if I apply for this, no one else is gonna be able to like afford to fly from Florida to San Francisco within like four days. So I can just use my miles. So sure enough, I applied, I got the, the free tickets. I flew out to San Francisco and that's where I met Eric for the first time. And it was at this conference, I remember it was like, we were staying at the Fairmont. We got a free room somehow. It was a very nice hotel, but we were put like four college kids in one room and I was in the same bed as Eric going to sleep at night. And I look over and he's got this laptop and he's got this thing open. It's this huge Excel sheet. I'm like, dude, what, do you, what is this? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, this is a, this is a list of everyone at this conference, their names, their, their title, their job, where they work. And I was like, shit, man, did you, did you put all that together? And he's like, no, my VA did it. I was like, what's a VA? And he said, oh, I have someone in the Philippines. I pay $3 an hour and they help me with different tasks. And at that point, my mind was just blown. So, uh, you know, that was kind of my journey into my, my start in, in anything related to entrepreneurship. Uh, at the time I was working, uh, I was an intern doing corporate, uh, corporate finance and accounting for Verizon. And uh, at that point, like my whole mindset shifted. I thought that I wanted to be like the next big CFO in America. But then once I started seeing these other entrepreneurs like walking around at the conference, everyone's pitching me on their ideas. I thought, you know what, like, I feel like I've got to be at least as smart as some of these people. I, I know I can speak pretty well. I feel like I have a good mind for this stuff. Maybe I should start looking into this. And so, you know, that was, I like really thank Eric for that. We traveled around to a bunch of places uh, while we were in college. He taught me how to sell on Amazon. And uh, yeah, that's how I met Eric. And then I guess the question of how I got into virtuous graphics is, um, you know, I was working for Amazon and uh, I was working there for about a year. I'd known Eric really well. I I'd known about Virtuous Graphics. I helped them staff some of their first employees. And uh, one day after working at Amazon for about a year, Eric gives me a call. Um, he had just sold one of his Amazon businesses through a company called Empire Flippers. And so he had a little bit of cash, but he wanted to double down on his FBA business. And so he calls me and he says, hey man, I'm really focused on my importing business. I really need help scaling Virtuous Graphics. Why don't you quit your job and move out to Manila? And so I thought about it and then I thought, this is really stupid. I'm going to have to repay a huge <laughs> signing bonus and I have all these restricted stocks that I have invested, but sure enough, the next day I put in my two, but you know, I guess what it came down to is I knew 
it could be a really bad decision, but I knew if I didn't do it, I would probably end up regretting it for, for a long time. So the next day I put in my two weeks notice and then like three weeks later, I was, I was out in Manila. That's so, it's such a crazy story. And bold. I mean, not a lot of people uh, could do that. And your About Us page states that you're the nicest guy that uh, people will ever meet, which I can confirm you're very nice. You invited us to dinner in uh, Tel Aviv. So I can you know, confirm that. <laughs> and, you know, and, yeah, yeah, go on, go on. I was going to say, you know, you know, the great part about having a creative team is uh, they, they write these, like, I didn't write that bio. I wrote something really, really not that great. And then our copywriting creative director rewrote everyone's bios. <laughs> It's the same thing, like, when I go to conferences, I put up my slide deck and everyone's like, wow, that slide deck looks so good. You're like, that's, I guess that's the advantage of having a graphics design company. <laughs> awesome. Um, and it also says that you visited 39 countries already, and you already said you were into travel hacking. So I assume this is one of your, your biggest hobbies. What other hobbies do you have? Yeah, traveling is a big one. I used to work for a company called thepointsky.com. Um, so I'm a real big fan of, of, of traveling around. I really like hotels a lot. Um, I used to review airlines and hotels. I like looking at the little details and things and uh, seeing how I can make it better. Um, I'm a real outdoorsy guy, so hiking. Um, I'm a big cyclist. I really like riding my bike anytime I can, motorcycles, anything like that. But uh, I, I guess by and large, it's, you know, and a lot of the reason I like the job that I currently have is um, I like just going around and meeting other people, seeing how other people live in different parts of the world. Like I just spent some time in Lithuania. It was my first time there for, um, for a conference called Sellerfest. And, oh, um, you know, it's, yeah, with Augustus, great yeah. conference, by the way, big shout out to Orange Click. Like <laughs> they have great conferences and, and they're really reasonably priced too. But um, yeah, I mean, I was hanging out with like a bunch of Europeans from all over different parts of Europe during the trip. And it was like, You're chatting, you're, you're hanging out and you're like, wow, there's like everywhere in the world, there's, there's these different people that have a life and a perspective that's different from, from what I have. And I think that's really cool. Are there also things that you don't like about your job? So to be completely honest, yeah. I mean, I came from, I worked at Verizon, I worked at, uh, at Amazon. When I was at Amazon, I was like, a, I was a terrible employee. I would work like, I could do my whole job. I hope they're not watching this. I mean, they probably, I mean, the thing is like, I could do my job in like five hours in a week. I, I was, it was a very boring job most of the time. And so I was an awful employee. So when I started actually, you know, being my own boss and, and running a company, it's like the stress and the pressure sometimes. And anyone who's watching this, who's done that probably can relate. And so there's definitely times that like, I had been, especially during my first year and a half, it was my first time really running a real business, a legit business and having employees. And there was definitely some times I was like, why in the world am I doing this? I could just work for someone else. Um, and there's definitely some stressful times where it was just like, why am I doing this? But then at the other times, you know, I, I, what I tell people all the time is there's some days where I think like, we're doing so terrible. We're, we're awful. This, this is such an awful business. We're doing so bad. And then there's other times I'm like, this, we're, this is so great. Like, it's so cool. And like, I think it's those ups and downs that makes it, um, makes it worth it. Um, what would a competitor have to offer you that you switch to their company and leave for just graphics? What do you mean to, to like, to, to, to work, like me work for them? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, I don't even, the thing is, you know, it's funny when I was at Sellerfest in Lithuania, I met a guy, the guy from Zon Photo, the guy who owns it, uh, Vadim. Super cool guy, man. When we saw each other, gave each other a big hug. The one thing I'd say about like all of our competitors and anything is like, this market is so big. I don't believe in any of this stuff. Like, oh, we're competing against 
anyone else because at the end of the day it's like that's like saying any amazon seller doing fba we're all competing against each other and when we go to these conferences like there's more than enough to go around um and the thing i'd say what would it take for a competitor to work for me like I mean, send over a big offer, but what's much more likely going to happen is we talk to the company that's like our parent company and be like, what's a way that we can all work together? And I think you're probably with any of our competitors. I know I've thought about this, maybe from someone from Viral Launch is watching, you know, like one thing that Viral Launch doesn't do is graphic design um, and video, right? But they do a very, very good job with copywriting and their photography work is top notch. So maybe at some point, if we get our skills on video and graphic design to a very, very high level, who knows what kind of partnerships could happen in the future between different companies. And I think that's what's so exciting about this. All right. If you could have a superpower, which one would it be? I mean, definitely, I think being able to fly is, is, is super cool. Maybe not as practical as something like invisibility. Yeah, <laughs> but being invisible always feels a bit creepy, I think, when you're just in a room. Yeah, yeah, so maybe like teleportation, because you don't want to be like the invisible guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, and if you could travel back in time, let's say five or ten years, what advice would you give to your younger self? Probably start on FBA <laughs> earlier, man. Like, I always hear these stories when people are like, oh, I've been selling on Amazon for seven years or ten years. Man, those were the, the days you could just sell anything. And you could make so much money. But I guess at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it's all relative. Like, uh, I can't give advice to myself. But if I could, I probably wouldn't because you just got to learn it. You got to figure it out. Um, you talked about difficulties when being self-employed. Was there a time where you really wanted to quit? Like, not just a day, but like a week or a month where you were like, oh, damn, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, definitely. For me, I knew even if I really wanted to quit, I can never quit virtuous graphics because you've got, like, especially with our team, we've got like 30 people, they've got wives, they've got kids, they've got dogs. And uh, if, if I, if I don't show up, like that's the biggest motivator. It's like, if, if I screw up and I can't make payroll, then they're screwed. Um, but yeah, there's definitely times there's been like periods where it's like a month and you're not motivated. What I, what I kind of try to do to myself is um, you got to surround yourself and you got to build your team of people who are going to motivate you. And I think the only times that I've, really not felt good is when it was just me going at it and I didn't have any support. But when you're working with some, a really good team and it's just like, even if your energy is down, if their energy kind of is up, it's just going to naturally make everyone kind of ready to go. So I think that's really important. Awesome. Then I'm at my favorite question. If you could hire any famous person in the world to work with you or for you, who would that be and why? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I saw this on, uh, on Kevin King's uh, interview. I think he was like, I wouldn't hire anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do um, it. <laughs> you know, I, I really like that answer, but and I think it's really good, right? Because anyone who's really made it, I don't think they could uh, they could really do an effective job. Um, I, I'd kind of go in line with that answer. I really like it. Like, I would rather just take, like, some scrappy kid. Like, if I could find the same version as myself back in either high school or college, I would trade, like, getting a bunch of high-level execs for some some really young or hungry. Or it can be old and hungry, too. It doesn't matter. Uh, just someone with who's, who's got a lot of energy and a lot of mindset. And I'll take like 10 of those because it's all about training and developing people. Um, people have been doing it the longest. Those are the people you should go to to have your mentors, not to be your employees. <laughs> yeah, awesome answer. Um, I'm flattered that you listen to our podcast. Yeah, listen, yeah. they're really good. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, are there also any other podcasts or blog that you recommend as like free resources? You know, I think... Uh, there, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good free resources online. Like, I think if you're just starting out, um, 
you know, I really like the, the stuff, the content that Brock Johnson's putting out is really good. It's all free. It's like literally a dollar to get the, to get the course. Um, it goes all over the place. There's, there's a bunch of different stuff. Um, he's, he's all over the place too, but you know, I think that's why he's also entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, I really like, you know, I, I'm big on continuing education for Amazon. Like, uh, people who don't go to Amazon conferences, I think are really missing out because you can watch the podcasts and stuff and that's good, but getting to, getting to shoot the ideas around, like what you're going to learn in the talk is only part of it. What's what you're going to learn more is when you're discussing what was talked about in the talk with other people over lunch or over drinks. And I think that's where you really learn a lot. Um, yeah. Big shout out to Augustus with orange click. His conferences are good. There's one, I think it's like in the next couple of days, it's probably too late to go now, but PPC Congress in Amsterdam, I won't be able to make it out there for that one, but it's going to, that's going to be top notch. Um, AMPM podcast, uh, anything from Helium 10 is, is top notch. And I really like the con the content that Jungle Scout puts out as well. Uh, it's really high quality. It's very easy to watch and a, a lot of it's for free on YouTube. So. All right. Dan, I'm already at my last question. Can you name three tips that you would give to any Amazon seller out there? It can be about product photography or can also be in general about having a business. Yeah, sure. So biggest one is if you want to succeed on Amazon now, you really got to treat it like a business. You have to do all of the aspects. You got to, you got to have, you got to have finances down. You got to know what your numbers are. Um, you got to be able to do marketing. You got to be willing to invest uh, in your product research and your customer research um, and also to innovate your product. Number two thing is like speaking about products, don't, you know, really think about the product you're selling. Don't try to jump into it. I'd, I'd rather see someone like spend a little bit longer of their time rather than going straight into a launch. Uh, just because if you, and, and then also as well, you know, don't try to sell a me too product. Make sure, even if it's just something small, make sure you're innovating your product and you're not just trying to source it if you're just doing private label. And then, um, I don't know. Last tip. Yeah. Last tip, I guess in terms of, you know, and this is kind of a shameless plug, but it, this stuff does work. Um, think conversion optimization is, is, is one of the most important factors to success on Amazon. At the end of the day, if you're sending a hundred people to your listing and you're only getting three of them to put it in your cart or to buy the product, like, and you've got a 3% conversion rate, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how low your prices are. You're going to always lose money in the end. So the higher your conversion rate, it's going to lower your ACOS. It's going to lower your marketing expenses. You're going to have more organic sales. Um, and it's one of those things like when you're putting on new photos, graphic design, whatever it might be, it's something you do one time. And then even if there's a small increase in conversion, it's going to very quickly pay for itself nine times out of 10. So yeah, that's what I would say there. All right. And awesome. Don't, don't, skimp. Like, don't skimp. You don't have, you don't have to necessarily go with virtuous graphics. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'd prefer if you do, but like just <laughs> pay, pay, pay someone to do it and pay someone who's a professional to do it. And it's worth it. Like you spend X amount of money on your initial PO, right? How much, $10,000, $15,000 just on inventory. If you're going to tell me that you're not willing to spend $1,000 to have a good looking listing, then I think you might need to rethink, uh, <laughs> rethink your strategy. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you so much uh, for taking the time and for answering all of my questions. Uh, this was a great interview. And uh, I don't know what time is it in Manila? Right now it is uh, 4.30. So 4.30. Afternoon. So I wish you a wonderful afternoon and I hope to see you soon. Okay, thanks so much. All right, guys, that's it. That was my interview with Anthony Francesco. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions for Anthony or for me, just drop your comment below. I also included some helpful links in the description where you can find out more about Virtuous Graphics and Sermondo. And if you like our podcast, 
Just subscribe to our channel and you will never miss another video again. So either hit the red button here or this button here. And I see you guys next time.